At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Welcome to the Velvet Ditch Dispatch. I'm your host, Zach Berry. That, that, you know what? Now that I say it out loud, after we got the graphic made, we love it. We love the idea. That is kind of tough to say. I'm going to have to practice it. Um, it's my co-host, Grayson Weir over here. Grayson, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I love the name. Welcome to the first ever edition of the Velvet Dis- Ditch Dispatch. Ah, see, I did it right there. See? It's like the, the Velvet it's like Ditch the Dispatch. Consecutive DIs will get you. Yeah, well, um, we officially have a name, and, and we're rocking and rolling. We'll see you yeah, guys so, on Monday. So I did some, uh, did some, you know, research. Really went, you know, just dug through the, uh, the archives. Uh, so we, so this is a weekly show. We're going to take a look into the week coming up for Ole Miss sports. We'll also with spring, um, with hoops, and with baseball. Um, we'll throw some softball in there, women's hoops, you know, a lot of stuff on the weekend. So we'll recap the weekend. We'll look ahead to what's coming up for you as an Ole Miss fan to pay attention to. But yeah, so I was like, okay, weekly, weekly magazine, weekly newspaper, weekly, you know, newsletter. I was trying to think of, okay. So I looked up a bunch of old timey newspaper names and just whatever and dispatch came up. And I thought this perfectly encapsulated what we're going for here on the show. Quote, News item delivered from the field to a newspaper or news agency. Technically, you and I are both in the field, and we are delivering. We're delivering an item to a news agency, which is the Ole Miss Spirit, OMSpirit.com. If you're not familiar, go check it out. It's, it's only a dollar to join. Also, this one was really good. Quote: Reporters as correspondents delivering updates back to the home base. That's perfect. That's exactly what we're doing every Monday. The home base, you, the fan base, the folks, the subscribers, the listeners, all of that. So, I look, we'll get, we'll sharpen up the intro where I'll get better at saying Velvet Ditch Dispatch. But welcome in uh, the show. 
Podcast Network, always powered by College Corner. Shout out to them, Sisk Avenue in Oxford, Flowood, Ridgeland. They got three locations. If you cannot get there in person, go check them out, collegecornerstore.com. Get you some merch, get you some tailgating supplies. If you need a birthday gift or an anniversary, maybe a belated Valentine's Day gift, whatever, they got gifts there as well. Uh, Scott and the folks over there uh, take care of us, and they will take care of you. Go check them out or online, collegecornerstore.com. All right, Grayson. Got off to a good start on Friday. Yeah. Ole Miss kicks off the college baseball season in Hawaii, which you're more you're more well established on the West Coast, um, being a, a frequent visitor of of Los Angeles and in, in, in LA County. Um, I've been out there several times, but you more than me. How many time zones over is Hawaii? from central time zone i want to say it's three so i want to say you forgot mountain pacific or maybe it's four because there might be one in between so mountain pacific there might be one in between and then hawaii uh just don't literally google that. it yeah that's a good point we do have google <laughs> i just i thought maybe you would know like no i've watched okay. a lot of hawaii football in my day but i i I don't know the time difference, admittedly. So we have Central, Mountain, Pacific, Alaska. Ah, yes. And Hawaii, Aleutian? Is that how you say it? I think so. Okay. So, yeah. It's a ways over there. Um, four game, uh, you know, four game series instead of three. A little different. Um, but Ole Miss wins game one. Um. I thought JT Quinn showed some, showed a little moxie, a little attitude. I love the animation on the mound. Yes. Very animated, showing some emotion. Love that. I love a good sicko pitcher. Um, you know, 13 innings, whatever. Went five to two and in seven innings in game two. Double, you know, the first leg of a double header. Then you get whipped nine to one. Then the finale on Sunday, 13 to four, ugly. Um, obviously only got our eyes on one game, um, hand up. I only made it to the 10th, uh, went to bed. Um, you have no excuse. I have children. You, I don't know what you were doing. What were you doing? Sleeping? Sleeping. Yeah, there was no, I just didn't have it. I didn't stand a chance. I really, I, like, would, I gave it a I shot. would love, I would love for them to do a survey of how many actual Ole Miss fans stayed up all the way. There were there was a good number of people I saw on, I, on Twitter on Saturday morning who seemed to have made it. So credit to those who did. I tried. I really tried. Yeah, um, I, I didn't really even try. Admittedly, I'll, I'll take the take the L on this one. I yeah, I've I watched had... the highlights. I've read the box score extensively. I know what happened, um, but I I did not did not make it. Yeah, I yeah took wife and I did a little Valentine's dinner couple glasses of red wine it happens you get sleepy <laughs> um here's the thing that stuck out to me that look it's one weekend and as you know grayson as everybody knows after Ole Miss won the national championship we got it right here um it's not how you start it's how you finish yep tons of national championship caliber teams national championship winning teams Dominant dynasties. Everybody has a hiccup. Everybody hits a little speed bump, especially baseball. Like 
it's such a heady game. It's not like football where, look, there's some mental toughness. There's some mental capacity to football, obviously. Mostly a, a physical game. Baseball, between the years, man, it's 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 a it's a brutal sport. I mean, as you know, the cliche: if you're if you're good three times out of ten, you're a Hall of Famer. Um, but man, the thing that stuck out to me, I was talking to my my good buddy, friend of the program, Justin Kemp. He pointed out the three highest paid NIL bats combined for three hits in four games. Yeah, you can't do that. Can't do that. Um, I didn't ask him. The, the three highest paid. I would imagine that is Luke Hill, Andrew Fisher, and Trayson Hughes, or maybe yeah, Jackson Ross, one of them. But yeah, just a bad day at the, uh, you know, at the dish for the for the sticks. It was just couldn't get anything going. Could string hits together. Um, there were some flashes here and there. We'll get into that. Uh, Campbell Smithwick, the uh, phenomenal freshman catcher, first home run of his career on He's Sunday. Uh, Austin Simmons came in and was dialed. I, I obviously didn't see it, um, but just hearing pull up the box score, I believe he threw two innings. I think just um, one. Just one? Okay. I believe he, let's pull it up here. Um, one inning, two Ks, yeah, two no hits. Ks. Yeah. So pretty good. Not bad um, for a 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah. he. I think he's supposed to be in 10th grade right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I would love to uh, – Love to get some eyeballs on him at Swayze. See what that radar gun's saying when the uh, the air gets a little thinner and when the, it's not so cold outside. But um, you know the buzz around him and inner squads was you know, yo he's touching ninety three, ninety four. You know got some you know got some good run on on his fastball. So we'll see. That's that's a positive. I think um, I'm I'm really interested to see how long the leash is for Bianco for Austin Simmons because in my opinion. He's going to do both. He's going to play football. Kiffin's cool with it. He's going to honor it. Two-sport guy. Um, I feel like he should get a lot more length on that leash this year because of the situation at quarterback where, look, you got a third-year guy in Dart, yep. and you got Walker Howard. So the pressure is not really on. Now, now Austin Simmons is going to prepare every, every practice for football is like, I'm going to take Dart's spot. That's just who he is. He's a competitor. But he's not the second string guy. Walker Howard is. So I feel like let him because because hell, Ole Miss might need him. They might need him in the bullpen because the rest of the bullpen wasn't good. No, um, really bad. I mean, you had Kyler Carmack, really talented. Again, let everybody calm down. It's just one weekend. Talented dude from Arkansas State. Um, one of those kind of phenomenons in baseball where it's a guy that's not very big and throws really damn hard. He got knocked around for three earned runs. Um, Riley Maddox lasted just two innings. I, I imagine it was going to be a by committee type game anyway. Yeah, almost almost threw what seven pitchers in this one. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, just kind of more of the same from last year. Where just the timely hitting's not there, and the pitching leaves a lot to be desired. What were your takeaways from the box scores and kind of looking at certain numbers? There were a lot of people who already hit the panic button. I think that's really premature. Um, I think you're look got to look at all the factors. You're going into Hawaii. They, I mean, they traveled weird. I was surprised they got there as late as they did. I don't think they got there until Wednesday night or even Thursday, um, which I thought your was body, a surprise. Your body clock's way off. 
Yeah, so I, it just was weird. You're playing two seven-inning games on a Saturday after going 13 innings on Friday at what was what? 3.15 a.m. in your like mental body clock. Like it's just, yeah. it was a really weird series and I don't think you can really read into it. I'm actually going to choose to just kind of flush most of it um, because you're not really, I mean, we, we talked about it, right? You can't lose more than one game in that series. So to lose twice is embarrassing. That's not good. You shouldn't go to 13 innings in your opener of the year against Hawaii. Like that just shouldn't be happening. And it was not a good scene. Fine. I'm happy to live with that or result. Fine. Whatever. Like state lost to air force. There were upsets around the country. San Diego was playing tight with Texas. Like things happen. It's the first weekend. This is a new team. I mean, when you look at the roster, pretty much top to bottom, most of these names are new or still on their first or second year of like legitimate action. Um, like a guy. Yeah. And, and so I think don't hit the panic button, but I, I everything, all of the success that's going to happen this year has to come down to the things that didn't happen last year. And, and that sounds redundant or stupid or whatever. Fine. But that's true. Like you said, the timely hitting, not there. Same thing as last year. Pitching, inconsistent. Roller coaster. Hills, peaks and valleys. Not good. Um, you can't have your Friday night starter giving up three runs to Hawaii. You just can't. Um, so eight, I don't really know what to left make on, Eight men left on base on Sunday. Yeah, which deja vu, right? I mean, that, that was the issue last year. They could get guys in scoring position. They could get guys on base. Seven, they, they couldn't knock seven left on base in the loss in the doubleheader. Um, yeah, you can't do that. And that will, that will continue to haunt you the way that it did last year um, unless you get that figured out fast. I mean, the good news is you're kind of returning to a sense of normalcy. Let's just pretend this weekend didn't happen. I think if you're Ole Miss, you come home and you, and you say, all right, not good. No. At all. We can't do that. But yeah. new season starts Wednesday. Arkansas State, not a bad program. I mean, you've got a good midweek opponent. Not great. Uh, a good you gotta, you, you gotta, gotta, you gotta you handle business. You gotta turn around quick because Arkansas State's that spunky program that is yep. always like it's their World Series when 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 it comes to Swayze. Exactly. People. Um and the good news too, like next weekend, you've got high point high point. I think lost three out of four games to like UMass Lowell. Um, yeah, they did. They lost three out of four games to the UMass Lowell. So the good news yeah. is like high points even worse than we expected. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to really like, all right, new season starts Wednesday. Flush it, say, move on. Real quick. I misspoke. Smithwick did not hit his first career home run. It was his first career double. Um, but there were home He's runs by good. Yeah, he the hit tool when I talked with um people from Perfect Game asking them about his game, like Troy Sutherland. Uh I talked to him a good bit. Uh he's the national scouting coordinator for the Mid South. He was like, dude, the hit tool's loud, like he can really swing it. Um but you had Bo Gatlin over the weekend had his first home run of the year. Ethan Groff hit one Friday was a bomb. Andrew Fisher hit one. Um, I believe it was on Sunday. I can't remember if it was Sunday or the second leg, the double header, but 
the main thing, the main takeaway for me outside of the pitching, which you're already behind the eight ball with Hunter Elliott, probably done as an Ole Miss Rebel. Yeah. And then Xavier Revis out for the year. You're two, you're one, two. Elliott was probably going to be the Friday. Maybe he stayed in Saturday, just mental because, space. Yeah. He was a Saturday guy, whatever. Your top two pitchers gone. Um, Ethan Leger, six for 11 over the weekend. He was the highlight of the entire weekend. If you, if you had but, to circle one person on, on this stat sheet, it's, but Ethan. you look at your three best hitters, expected best hitters out of the portal. Trayson Hughes from Mercer, Andrew Fisher from Duke, who D1 baseball says is the best third baseman in the country. Yeah. Um, and Luke Hill, shortstop from Arizona State. Uh, they combined to go, let me do some math, three for 24. 38. 38. Three for 38. That ain't. That and ain't then it. you add in Smithwick, who went one for 10. So you're going four yeah. for 48 with four guys who are supposed to hit. And, and I think the, the positive takeaway there is, that's not going to happen all year. No, it's not. And and look, Luke Hill from the swings I saw on Friday, obviously first pitch of the season, ground rule double, mm-hmm. oppo. And then he had some good swings um, on Friday. Loud outs. Andrew Fisher looks like a pro. He's going to work counts. He, he worked a couple walks, I believe. Um, in the Friday game, I remember at least one. The, he had five walks on the weekend. He led the team in walks. Yeah. So he's yeah he's going to have a a a professional hitter approach. Mm-hmm. To, you know he he's yeah. So I, look, I think Andrew Fisher is going to be fine. Luke Hills is going to be fine. Trayson Hughes expected to be better. Um, step up in competition. You know, going from Mercer to you know now Hawaii's not elite, but Power Five SEC pitching. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's one weekend. It's if you look at it in the grand scheme of like, okay, three game series, you win it. You go two and one. It's a weird multi time zone type bizarre. It's bizarre, but not good. um, Look, we can only talk about what we've seen or what, you know, what has happened and two and two against a a mediocre to bad Hawaii team. All due respect. um, It's not great. Um, But now, Let's go ahead and shift to uh, some good news over the weekend as Ole Miss wins a thriller of a game against Missouri, which we talked about it before we hit record. Missouri's been spunky a couple times this year, playing mm-hmm. way out of their league against some good opponents. Um, but look, hey, at this point, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You just got to get wins. You got to yep. stack wins. You got to avoid these kind of bombs. Um Ole Miss responds well, down three at the half, played pretty poorly in the first half, defensively really out of sorts. Rebounding is still an issue, but, um, I, I mean, Matthew Morrell was outstanding, finished with 26. I, when Ole Miss needed a big shot, he hit it without hesitation, in rhythm, hitting some big threes. He hit six for the game. Uh, Jalen Murray was four, uh, four of eight from deep. He had 16, Alan Flanagan, 16, Breakfield had 14. Um, I, I mean, just a really good bounce back win for Ole Miss. Um, 
They're now 19 and six, six and six in the SEC. Um, you know, we don't have to break this one down, but Missouri's 0 12 in the SEC. Ole Miss lost that game. It was looking at possibly having to run the table the rest of the way and win a couple games in Nashville, right? Yep. No, it was a game you could not lose, and they didn't. So that's ultimately all that matters. But there's there's not a lot, uh, at least for me, there's not a lot of optimism after that game. I mean, I get it, right? Sean East came back, and he was awesome. I mean, he's he's the guy that keeps the Tiger – he kept Missouri in the game. I mean, he played the best game of – of the year, if not his career uh, on yeah. Saturday. And so credit to Sean East. I mean, he stepped up in a big way, but at the same time, like we've said it before and I'll say it again. So I'll stop beating a dead horse here, but Ole Miss cannot do anything if their bigs don't step up. I mean, Cissé and Sharp made me want to drive a freaking nail through my head on multiple occasions during that game. Like get a rebound. You're, you're seven feet tall. Just reach over the guy in front of you or not over because that'd be over the back, but reach around, reach above, like get the ball. Just, I, I really don't understand it to have a, your two seven footers. I think they combined for 11 rebounds, 12 rebounds total that you can't do that. When you've got a guy like Alan Flanagan, I, I think he had eight or nine or maybe even 10 rebounds. Um, and he you, had, he had two blocks. Um, he, yeah, 10, 10 boards for Flanagan and eight double, boards. Double double. That, that's great. CC had eight and that's not enough. Sharp had one. You you can't have eight rebounds and go 0 for five on the floor. You just can't do that. I mean, you can't. Yeah. You could do one or the other. You can have eight rebounds and go 10 for 10 from the field, or you can go 15 rebounds and 0 for five from the floor. You can't go eight rebounds over five from the floor. You just can't do it. So this team is incredibly frustrating i mean there were multiple moments on saturday where i was in full-blown like all right they're gonna lose this game and the season's over uh so credit to morell and flanagan and murray for really stepping up uh and breakfield too down the stretch you know it was really crucial uh from the stripe um to get the job done so a win is a win is a win and you'll take a win over a loss but my god if sharp and cc don't like show some signs of life then this team is in, in big trouble once you get into the, the actual tournament because Missouri's yeah. good. They're they're 0 and 12 in SEC play. So they're not great. They, I wouldn't even I mean good might even be a stretch. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30 percent? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601-953-8449 and get your free quote today. A new year has arrived. What's your resolution for 2024? How about making sure the roof over your head is well taken care of? Riverland Roofing is here for all your roofing needs. Whether it's an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered home or business to give you peace of mind in this the new year. 
As a GAF Master Elite contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Riverland Roofing is licensed and insured to service Mississippi and its surrounding states. So give Riverland Roofing a call today and make sure you and yours are protected all year round. Call Riverland Roofing at 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Visit them online at riverlandroofing.com, riverlandroofing.com. It's Riverland Roofing for all of your roofing needs, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages. Passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Just extremely frustrating. And now if you're Ole Miss, you're, you're lucky to skate by with a loss against a, a team that played well. Um, you know, Missouri played well. Credit to Missouri. And, and I think Beard said that after the game. But now you've got to turn around and you've got to really, really do it again. You know, you can't lose to State on the road, I don't think. I think you have to win um, on Wednesday night. Yeah, got to get a win. You've got to steal maybe one of South Carolina or Alabama at home. Um, I don't know. It just, just not a good, you don't feel good about the win, but you feel good about getting the win. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah. The committee is not going to punish you for a close win at home in a game you're supposed to win. Um, Exactly. Yeah. So that's all that matters. Have to win on the road against Mississippi state. Yep. Ole Miss's best game is better than Mississippi State's best game, in my opinion. Um, I, I I wouldn't call it a must win, but I think at this point it's really close to being a must win because South Carolina home is going to be tough. South Carolina is good. They're legit. Then you host Alabama. You go to Missouri, 
and then you close with road game at Georgia and then at home against A&M in a big one because Ole Miss stole one against A&M who Buzz Williams has them playing well. I mean, they beat the brakes off Tennessee last week. And I think you have to down the stretch here, Grayson. I think you got to go at least one and one. So we got you can lose two games and you can't lose to Missouri. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. Ideally, four and two. And yeah, like you said, one of those two losses cannot be to Missouri. Nope, cannot lose to Missouri. Um, so those games are winnable. At State's winnable. State's a weird team. Started out real, I mean, very similar to Ole Miss, real hot in the non-conference, and they've leveled off a little bit. Um, just have to avoid a blowout on the road. Road losses are typically not death sentences, but if you get blown out, it can be bad. South Carolina is a free shot at home. South Carolina is the better team. Ole Miss probably should have beaten South Carolina on the road. They should have. And then Alabama, Nate Oates and company are going to be ready. Good program, good players, but it's at home. Another shot to get a win there. And then Columbia, Missouri have to win that. Athens, Georgia have to win that. And then an A&M season finale, CBS, that's going to be primetime afternoon slate or afternoon slot on a Saturday. Great opportunity to prove to the committee you belong in the field. So, um, yeah, I mean, season is very much still alive in terms of playing in March. Um, oh, without doubt. There's no question about that, especially if you go into Nashville and you win a game or two. Like, Ole Miss controls their destiny here. And you're pretty much firmly, I know what whatever Lenardi says about last four in, first four out, right on the bubble, whatever he says, fine. If yeah. Ole Miss continues to win and wins four out of the next six and then wins two games, maybe even just one game at the tournament, depending on where they match up, um, you're fine. But you can't lose, you can't lose to Missouri. I mean, that's really the big one. You can lose to Georgia. Uh, you don't want to. But if you win the other one's fine, you cannot lose to Missouri. If you lose to Missouri, I think the season's probably over. Yeah. All right. Um, women, huge win. Back-to-back overtime wins, beating Florida in Gainesville in overtime by 10, come back home, beat Mississippi State in overtime by four. Huge game. Um, crowd was great for a Sunday. Um, yo, Gave big props to the crowd, close to 5,000 people in attendance. Mm -hmm. um, and Mississippi State, 20-win team right now. Big win for Ole Miss. They're 18-7, 8-4 in the SEC. I believe, is it three straight seasons with eight or more conference wins? I think so. I think that's the stat. Yeah, I um, think that was the number. Madison Scott continues to. She's awesome. Uh, I mean, just 20 points, nine rebounds, uh, three assists, had a steal. Um Playing really good basketball. Marquisha Davis had 17. Kennedy Todd Williams, 16. Um, Rita had 11. It, it was just a all-around effort um, by Ole Miss. Um, really grinded it out. Didn't shoot well from three, um, just under 30%, and then right at 37% from the field. But just a gritty, 
Uh, 18 second chance points for Ole Miss. Yep. Just rebounding the hell out of the basketball. 26 points in the paint. Um, held Mississippi State to only 10 second chance points. So defense really came through late for Ole Miss. Um, now, I mean, I mean, I think you're 18 and seven, eight and four in the conference. Um, I think now, as you turn the attention to Georgia on Thursday, um, it's in Oxford. Got to keep stock. Got to keep stacking wins, man. Got to keep yeah. stacking wins. At this point, you're in the tournament. You know you're in, right? Is it like even if you lose out at this point, which I don't think will happen, but even if you do lose out, you're probably still sneaking in as one of those last four teams. Um, as of right now, you're firmly in a seven, eight, nine seed range, uh, depending on where you look. You know, Mississippi State's in the same range. So you're you're coming off of a good win against, you know, State, which obviously you want to beat State. Uh, at home, like a, a solid win. You just got to keep that momentum rolling because this team is almost kind of everything that the men's team isn't. They're very different in that way. Like you said, all these second chance opportunities is where Ole Miss where they won them, you know, they, they would not have won without those second chance opportunities. And, and you can't say the same for the men's team. The men are only able to win if they are getting their first opportunity because they can't rebound. The women's team has been a great rebounding program all year. And then you look at a situation where as of right now, when I'm looking at, uh, you know, actually, I don't know who does the women's Charlie cream, creme, cream, whatever, probably cream, CR, whatever the ESPN bracketology. I'm looking at it. Right now, okay. and they've got us. They've got Ole Miss going back to Palo Alto to face Stanford again as an eight seed. And when you Ooh. look at a, you know, obviously revenge Stanford game. is Stanford, and it's a revenge game or whatever. But when you look at all of the kind of seeds that you could end up with, Stanford, South Carolina, Ohio State, Colorado are the four one seeds right now. Even a team like LSU, Ole Miss can win those games if they rebound. And I, and it's kind of ironic that it's the same thing for the men and the women, but the women are actually doing it better. Uh, they're actually getting the ball. They're actually able to retain possession. They're able to move the ball off of a rebound rather than just getting the rebound and then getting stuck. Um, they're moving the ball. They've got good ball movement. They play strong defense. Um, they're a good team. I mean, I, I don't know if this team has all of the chutzpah per se um, mm-hmm. that they did last year, but they're in a good position to make another run to at the very least. Uh, yeah you know, win a game in the tournament and, and that's solid. So you hope that that run continues and maybe even, you know, dropping out of that seven, eight, nine range, isn't the worst thing because then you're not paired with a one seed. You're not matching up against one of those South Carolina, Stanford's Ohio States of the world's uh, in the first round. So you want to play yourself into a six seed. That'd be great. If you keep winning here down the stretch, six, five, four, whatever. Uh, even if you lose out to become a 10 seed or an 11 seed, you're actually setting yourself up with a better option, uh, a better course of action for the tournament where you're looking at the Creighton's, the North Carolina's, the Oklahoma's, um, even UNLV, I think is really good this year. And, and so they're kind of in that same seven range. And so yeah. depending on, on how things shake out, you're actually in a better spot if Ole Miss can continue to win and push themselves to a, a five or a six. Um, or if you drop a few games, that's really not the worst thing. It might actually be the better thing because then you're falling out of that. Just those eight, nine seeds are are almost a death sentence in the women's game. I mean, yeah, you beat Stanford last year, but 
can you do that again when Cameron Brink? I mean, she's playing out of her mind this year. She's having yeah. the best season of her career. So a couple losses, really not the worst thing ever. Um, but you obviously prefer to to win a few more games and play yourself into that six, seven range rather than being caught in this eight, nine range where you're lining up against the one seed. So it'll be interesting to see how things yeah. it's out, a, it's, but Coach Kyo is doing a great job. It's 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 very I'm trying to think of the best way to put this because I'm not a women's hoops expert. I do watch it a lot more. The women's game has changed night and day in the last like four years. Without doubt, games are far more intense. Um, the level of star power now is much more broad. There are players all over the place that are just playing lights out the WNBA game completely different. I mean, you saw uh, Sabrina Ionescu, um, Ionescu uh, 26 in the three point competition, all-star weekend against Steph and Steph just went ham the last three racks to score yeah. 29, but that was fun. Yeah. Like the women's game is, is fun as hell to watch now, but I still think in college, especially it's so top heavy where, like you said, if you get in like that, that shitty matchup where like you get matched up against a one or a two in the second round, I mean, you, you really got to pull something like, I mean, almost did it last year, beat Stanford upset. Yeah. But and, can you do it again? Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Um, and yeah, Stanford's a, a fantastic program. Um, what is the, uh, the head coach at Stanford, um, Tara that has just won a ton of games. Uh Vanderveer? Is it, is it Vanderveer? Yeah. Yeah. Tara Van Vanderveer. Yeah. Um over 1200 wins. Uh, I mean just yeah, I mean you talked about how good that basketball team is and uh, I mean <laughs> they played number 9 Stanford played number 9 UCLA um February 4th beat them by 20. Yeah, it's um, I mean, just just a stupid talented Cameron Brink is 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 a WNBA player. So, um, but hey, Ole Miss is taking care of business. Big overtime win. Um, but hey, you, you got to go do it again. You got to go play Georgia Thursday. Uh, it, it's it's at the Pavilion. It, it's it's a night game. Get the weekend started early. Go support Yo and uh, the ladies and and get another win. Got to keep climbing, get to 20 wins and then see what happens. So um, still back to back overtime wins, some, some resiliency there. They're great. They're just a gritty program and truly you will embodies about Yo, but... the personality of the head coach. Yeah, exactly. Say what you will about coach Yo, And you know, there's she definitely rubbed some people the wrong way this year. Um, and I get it. I, I completely understand why, you know, some of the things she, she said, I think she, even she tried to kind of make up for, I guess. Um, but she's not wrong. You know, this is a good program. They need the support and they're going to continue to grind these games out. And as long as you continue to grind these games out and just get to the tournament, you know, hopefully you can pull out another upset. Um, if you, if you get stuck in that eight, nine range, so we'll see, but uh, all things on, on the women's front, from where I'm sitting, I think you're more, uh, you have a more positive outlook about the women and their ability yeah. to make a, a 
tournament run than the men. So get behind them if you're not already. People are fired up about hoops, both men and women. It's um, fun. Marching towards March. Um, so, yeah, hope that the stretch here for both Chris Beard and Coach Yo, imperative to not only improving your stock, but solidifying your spot in the field of 68. All right. Um, we briefly touched on it. Let's look ahead a little bit here to the weekend for Ole Miss baseball. Um, as you've got Arkansas State on Wednesday, and you got High Point. Gotta go four now. Um, fam- fam- family divided weekend for me as my sister in law went to High Point. I don't think um, I did that. So shout out to her. Um, not this weekend though. Yeah. Hope, hope your alma mater goes over, but yeah. Um, gotta go four now. Gotta rebound. I think if you reset, we do this show this time next week. Ole Miss is six and two, much better footing. Uh, yeah, back to the friendly confines at Swayze. Get the bats going. Get some, you know, get the get the kids out. Beer showers, crowd. I, I haven't looked at the weather. We talked about it. It's normally like February baseball. You get a couple weekends where, oh man, it's just perfect. I mean, we're, we're, we're popping off quarter zips. We got, we got, we got short sleeves on maybe some, maybe some crazy kids are out there in shorts and some Colhans or maybe some Chacos. And then there's always that one weekend or two where it's 30 degrees and there's 12 people at the ballpark. So um, it looks like it's going to be, I mean, obviously the weather is the weather, but it looks like it's going to be beautiful. You know, it's 60 the weather minutes. outside is weather. <laughs> Looking shout, at shout, high, shout out to our boy 60s. Paul Rudd, friend of the program. Uh, I didn't know that, friend of the program. That's fun. Uh, high 60s, you know, low 70s. Okay, perfect. You'll take it. Maybe the ball's we'll flying at Swayze. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, you, you got to go four and out this week. I think I think if yeah. you're if you're gonna have any hope, even just from a mental standpoint, like the the you've got a new team, new lineup, still trying to mesh, you know. F- Two and two, not good, not good at all. Don't panic, not good. If you can turn around and go six and two to start the year, like, all right, we're back in the driver's seat. Let's, we're we're meshing. Let's see what happens. So, this week is a, a very telling week, really, for all all the programs in season right now. Um, a lot of a lot of determining factors about where they sit, sit both in the in the short term and in the long term for for the outlook for March Madness all the way down to the 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 big NCAA baseball tournament in in May. Uh, yeah, just a really telling week, and, and I'm looking forward to talking about you know what is that six, seven, eight, going eight and zero across all the sports this time next Monday. Yeah. Last thing, Grayson, we would be remiss if we did not touch on Ole Miss softball nine in a row. Yeah, they're awesome. After losing the opener to BYU. In Honolulu, everybody's in Hawaii. Uh, yeah, that which I think us. I think Keith Carter did that on purpose because then he was able <laughs> to save uh, on the charter jet back. Logistical chess. Um, so yeah, lose the opener to BYU, defeat Nevada, mm-hmm. Kansas City, Hawaii twice, and then you go to the Kennesaw State tournament in Georgia, Pitt, Kennesaw State, ETSU, Kennesaw State again, and Pitt all L's to the dome. Um, now 
Ole Miss softball heads to Clemson, South Carolina for the Clemson Classic starting on Friday. Play UConn, then you play Clemson, then Miami of Ohio. Shout out to the no laying up guys. Um, little 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 uh, little softball divided there to uh, you know Solly Tron, Big Randy, um, and then uh, TBD Clemson on Sunday. So big weekend for Ole Miss softball. But yeah, nine and one. They're Hell really of a good. Start. No, Lexi Brady mashes, and she's not even probably top five in terms of like batting average and getting on base and scoring runs this season. So if you've got your masher, you know, sitting at what is she sitting at right now? 267, four dingers, you know, and, and 30 at bats, like that's only going to get better as the year goes on, you would think. Um and then you've got Delaney and Jaden at the top of the top of the list here who are just absolutely crushing the ball. Uh, you know, they're getting on base a lot, a lot of walks. Like this team looks really good. Top to bottom, Jamie Traxel is doing an awesome job again. Um, you're looking yeah. at a tournament team. You know, you're you're looking at a this pretty much the standard is the standard now, right? You have to make the tournament every year if you're Ole Miss softball, and that appears to be the way that they're trending right now at eight and one. I mean, that's a great start to the year. You're winning all the games on the road. You haven't even come home yet, um, and so all is really well. And you're not even looking at your first home game until. March 1st. So if you can continue to win like this on the road and then come home, uh, you're feeling pretty good about where you sit. And and hopefully yeah. you know, you're ending up as a, a regional host when, when all things are said and done. When, when you look at how they've looked so far this year, and I've been able to watch more softball than baseball because Hawaii decided not to air three out of four games for some reason. Um, but when you watch this team, you know, that they're really good top to bottom. The pitching staff has been awesome. Um, I mean, yeah. you're really you're relying on Grace Sparks, who has been good but not great. Um, and if if Grace can continue to eat up innings without allowing runs, I mean that sounds, you know, very simple and 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 basic and easy. But it really is. You know, if she can continue to eat up these innings without allowing runs, her and and McKenna um, are are two really good pitchers that you can continue to trade off back and forth. Because in softball, you can have those guys pitch, you know, all the time. So if you just trade those two throughout the year and allow the the bats to continue to do what they've been doing, you're in a really good spot. I mean, they look awesome. You're looking at a tournament team. You'd love to host a regional. You'd love to host a super, you know, especially, but Mm -hmm. right now you're looking at a team that that should expect to host a regional. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. 360 average as a team right now. 973 OPS, 515 slugging, already eight home runs through 10 games. So they get on the ball well. Yeah, get on base, station to station. Um, so yeah, great start for softball as well. Um, all right, that is the week for Ole Miss Sports. Appreciate y'all joining the Velvet Ditch Dispatch as we will do this every Monday. Uh, appreciate College Corner making this possible appreciate you the listener for tuning in and all of our other sponsors that advertise with us and bring this one to you each and every week we're excited to do this every monday morning hope that uh everyone is excited to tune in as we will recap the weekend that was and then set the table for you for the rest of the week so um for grayson over there i'm zach appreciate y'all tuning in make sure to stay locked in omspirit.com quick note on recruiting i was in atlanta for the under armor next camp tons of content coming i gotta get on my transcribers hat 
and get to work. Tons of interviews, tons of uh, intel on some of the top prospects that were in attendance. Um, AK Deer uh, gets an invite. Um, you have Mario Nash win offensive line MVP. Tyler Miller stood out. Preston Ashley. Um, Cortez Thomas got an invite to the Under Armour game. So we got a lot of content coming to you. Um, so stay locked in. And uh, for Grayson over there, I'm Zach. This has been the Velvet Ditch Dispatch. Until next week, talk to y'all later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.